Families are shouldering the cost of rapid antigen tests just to find out if they're positive. Yesterday, the New South Wales government announced it will be compulsory to report positive rapid antigen tests with Service New South Wales. And as we've just heard from Victor Dominello, the minister, 82,000 people have done so up till this point this morning. Now, while the state opposition say it's a welcome step, the announcement that should have come first is rats, rapid antigen tests, will be free and accessible. Uh, State Labor and Federal Labor, for that matter, have been calling on the governments, the LNP, to do this for, what, three, four weeks. And the state still waits. Chris Minns, state opposition leader, joins us on the program. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Marcus. I mean, how hard is it? Uh, yesterday, I, I read that they finally, uh, a light's gone off in Canberra, quietly, they've put out some tenders worth $62 million for rapid antigen tests. This is at a federal level, considering they were warned by the Australian Medical Association, by the Council of Trade Unions and other experts, medical professionals, you know, in June and July of last year, that we would need these test systems in place to ensure we get through any new variants. Well, you're exactly right. And I mean, I think many people in New South Wales right now are saying, forget the fine, where's the tests? We'd be the only advanced economy in the entire world that's currently saying, look, either they've been distributed free by the government of that country or they've had a price cap on it. But it's ridiculous at the moment when you've got one single test costing between 10 and $20, a family of five, think about a family of five yep. having to shell out 100 bucks every time they want to test whether they've got an infec- infection in their family or not. I mean, it's the minimum obligation of the government of the day to provide resources for people to check whether they've got this bloody disease or not, and that's not happening in New South Wales. No, and to threaten $1,000 fine sends the wrong message in my mind. Yeah, look, you've got to think about how long we've had to wait for this to be uploaded. The people of New South Wales have done the right thing for the last two years in very difficult circumstances, everything from staying at home orders to getting vaccinated to complying with um, lockdown orders in their communities. It's been an enormous act of sacrifice and discipline for the last two years, but we've had to wait nearly a week for people to be able to upload their rapid antigen test to the Service New South Wales app. It was available almost immediately in three other states, and for public health officials, it meant they were flying blind in many cases. Well, that's right. Up until, I guess, today or tomorrow, uh, the case numbers did not paint the full picture of what is happening in New South Wales. Um, So that's changed, finally. Um, We've got 82,000 reported so far. The government says they won't be making a a tally reportable at this stage until the end of the week, so that maybe is tomorrow. I can only imagine what the figure will look like. It'll be up well and truly over 100,000. Yeah, we've had to wait a long time for this. I mean, we've been calling for these rapid antigen tests to be uploaded on the Service New South Wales app. We recognise that. They have to be mandatory and then needs to be some kind of incentive or motivation for people to do it if they don't want to, uh, whether it's a fine or something else. But, you know, I'm really worried about what the Chief Health Officer said last week when she said, look, we need to know what the accurate number of Omicron cases in the community is because particularly in regional New South Wales, when there's a spike 
in the number of transmissions. We need to be able to send resources to those towns and communities in regional New South Wales. If we don't know how many people have got it, we can't deploy resources. So, um, look, this is another indication, I hate to say this, but it's another indication of the government not being prepared for the rise in Omicron cases, not doing the homework or due diligence right when we needed them to. Well, Chris, speaking of, uh, of being prepared, you're, you're a parent, you have children going to school. Um, are you worried that we won't be ready? Uh, Labor says the state government should use public schools to vaccinate students aged between 5 and 12 years. You're calling on the government to explain how schools will navigate the expected teacher shortage created by COVID isolation situations. I mean, Dominic Perrottet, the state premier, says come hell or high water, schools will return on February the 1st in New South Wales and it's almost non-negotiable. But, I mean, he needs to do the preparation work. Schools go back on the 28th of January. We've seen a lack of preparation in the public health sector in New South Wales, and as a result, they've been under enormous stress, enormous stress for our frontline public servants and those that need uh, to access hospitals in New South Wales over the last two or three weeks. I don't want to see that replicated in public education. And part of being in opposition is throwing up, I think, common sense solutions to try and navigate this, not just criticising the New South Wales government. One of the things we think they should consider is making schools mass vaccination hubs for those aged between 5 and 12. We've rolled out vaccines in our schools for decades. It's a system that works. And Marcus, I'm sure you've heard from your listeners' examples of parents having uh, their appointments cancelled yep. to try and get that dose done between the ages of 5 and 12 because you've got parents competing with the rest of the community who are desperate to get booster shots. They've been told to do it by the New South Wales government and the Commonwealth government. And unfortunately, there's absolute gridlock when it comes to di- distributing these uh, vaccines. Yep, and I worry that it'll only get worse as we get closer to the start of, of Term 1. All right. Thank you for your time, Chris. We'll chat again next week, of course. Thank you, Marcus. My pleasure. All right. New South Wales Opposition Leader Chris Minns here on the program. All right, well, give me a call. Let me know what you make of it all at a quarter to eight. 13 12 69 is my open line number. Look, even if you disagree with with what I say, with what Chris says, you're more than welcome to call. We can have a, you know, a respectful exchange. The only time it's not respectful is when, you know, the anti-vaxxers come on or those who want to get all nasty at the start of a call. Uh, what else? Uh, a couple of emails coming through. Um, Teresa says, G'day, Marcus. I just heard you say that more than half of people in ICU had a vaccine, 85 had not. Interesting fact. My logic tells me that when I'm feeling sick, I stay home or seek a doctor in a severe case. Should I ever need a test? Not so far, thank goodness. And only have mild symptoms. I would not bother the authorities. I never did when I had the flu in the past. Don't tell us the cases. Tell us how many need hospitalisation. A very small percentage. P.S. I wish Mr Perrottet would come on your program. You are very good at letting everybody have their say. Well, I wish he would as well, but, you know, uh, we tried uh, to no uh, avail uh, over the last three weeks, so I've given up. I no longer care whether he comes on or not. I, I refuse to get upset by these things anymore. He... There's an open invitation to the Premier. Uh, I'm sick to death 
of us wasting our minuscule resources on calling a bloody Premier's office and to have our phone messages and our texts and our emails not replied to. You know, they know it's wrong. They know he's a public servant, um, you know, and it's disrespectful, you know, to the thousand-odd people listening to us online right now and hundreds of thousands who tune into the program each and every week around the state of New South Wales. What his minders need to realise is that this program is broadcast across New South Wales. The other mob down the road, yes, they've got a lot of listeners here in Sydney. New South Wales is bigger than just Sydney. And regional listeners have a right to hear from their elected representatives. Although, mind you, he's not the elected Premier, is he? He's Premier by default. 